from the beyond and taunting interviews with your cringeworthy host, Woody G. Watts. Welcome to Hill City Paranormal. This is Woody Watts with Hill City Paranormal, and today I have a returning friend of mine, and he brought along a special guest of his. I am honored that Mr. Jarrett Smoker has called me back with some with even more spooky stories. Jarrett, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. When, as you know, we we talked uh, a few episodes back about our colla- our collaboration on. Tales from the Beyond Series 1 and your Wicked Harvest books. And then we started talking and you started sharing some stories that you and your wife have encountered. And I said, of course, hey, let's do an episode. I want to share these stories. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, so tell me about your recent travels and give me a little background on kind of what happened on these trips. Okay. So my wife and I, uh, my wife, Shana, she's here with me, uh, sitting right next to me. I say hi. Hello. <laughs> so uh, her and I, back in April of 2018, we uh, took a trip up to Traverse City, Michigan. And um, for those of you that don't know where Traverse City is, if you look at your right hand, um, and basically the, the tip of your pinky is where Traverse City is, um, it's, a, it's a great uh, coastal city. It's got... Um, a lot of great restaurants. They have a cherry festival uh, every summer, uh, and they actually have a lot of wineries up there. And some of those wineries are owned by uh, some celebrities. So uh, the summertime is very busy. Uh, it's beautiful up in the fall. Uh, but one thing that they have up there is uh, they have like a Traverse City Asylum or a state hospital, as they call it. Uh, and this place is uh, absolutely huge. It, it actually opened in 1885. Uh, has 480 acres uh, with nature trails and preserved parkland, uh, over 30 structures, and the the main building is actually like a quarter mile long, and it's four stories tall. Mm. Uh, this hospital was established for the care of, of mentally ill, uh, and then over the years expanded during uh, outbreaks of like tuberculosis, typhoid, uh, influenza, and polio. Um, and then uh, throughout the years, it, it cared for the elderly, uh, and even served as a rehab for drug addicts and was used to train uh, thousands of nurses. So the the hospital uh, back then believed in um, a philosophy that they called beauty as therapy. Uh, patients were treated um, with, uh, with kindness, uh, comfort, uh, and even had uh, beautiful flowers provided year-round uh, by the asylum's own greenhouse uh, and, and a variety of trees planted on the ground. So I know most of the time when people hear about asylums, they think of like the worst case scenarios of uh, electroshock therapy and, and torture and things like that. But this this hospital was um, was very different um, from what we understand. So, uh, and they also had a, a, a philosophy called work is therapy. Uh, the asylum provided opportunities for patients to gain a sense of purpose. Uh, they had uh, a farm there. They had a uh, furniture construction company. They did uh, fruit canning uh, and other trades to basically keep the entire uh, institution fully self-sufficient. Um, the asylum farm had had milk and meat cows, pigs, chickens, and and a lot of uh, vegetable gardens. Uh, 
Um, the use of restraints, uh, such as like straight jackets, were absolutely forbidden there. Um, and the funny thing is about that place is that because it was so beautiful, uh, a lot of people would, would have weddings there. Um, but <laughs> part of the agreement for you to have a wedding there is that sometimes the patients uh, would show up as one of your guests and you, you had to be okay with that. Mm. Um, you actually, you know, they, they would eat your, uh, eat your food and uh, uh, your cake and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and, and a lot of people agreed to that there, they had hundreds of weddings up there and um, I, that had to be, uh, you know, a lot of fun for the patients, I would think. Sure. So, Halloween parties. Yeah, Halloween party. We saw some pictures that were just unbelievable. It would rival any Halloween party you would see now. Um, just such a beautiful place. That you, you walk in and you just realize you're you're in a bygone era. Um, it's part of what they call the McBride structure. So the main body of the asylum was in the center, and then uh, wings spread out like a bat wing. So um, it just it was so beautiful, and the grounds were an arboretum, and it, nothing like you've ever seen. So now the the asylum closed uh, in 1989, um, and it sat vacant vacant for quite a few years. And um, a lot of people from Traverse City got together and they formed this committee that um, basically said that they wanted to restore um, the property and the buildings and make something pretty grand out of it. So. In, uh, in 2000, they started um, revisions of the property and the buildings. Uh, and today, uh, it's now called the, uh, the Village at Grand Traverse Commons. Uh, and the buildings are residential and commercial development. Uh, and it consists of condos, apartments. There's, there's a lot of restaurants. Um, a lot of the, the basement floor is, is retail stores uh, and senior housing. So it's become... Um, a destination there in Traverse City, like, uh, you know, thousands of people visit it each year. And it's just a, it's an amazing place to be. Um, now, some of the buildings are still under renovation. Um, some of them are still vacant and are pretty dilapidated, uh, but they're working on, uh, you know, fixing all that kind of stuff up. And so one thing they provided there was um, a walking tour, um, kind of like a history tour so that you could you know, walk the, the grounds, walk the buildings. And there's a, um, there's people there that, you know, kind of tell you the history of the buildings and, and the, the hospital and talk about some of the patients and they even share stories about, you know, certain patients or certain doctors or things like that. And they don't, uh, they don't really like to call it a ghost tour, but uh, you know, I mean, in reality, it, it is kind of a ghost tour because, you know, 99% of the people that, that show up for those tours are, <laughs> are looking for ghosts, you know, they're yeah, looking yeah. for, you know, they're looking for something, uh, something spooky to happen or something to show up on their, on their video or, or photos and stuff like that. So, and you know, when my wife Shanna and I went, um, we didn't have any preconceived notions of, Hey, we're going to, uh, you know, see an apparition or we're going to, you know, get touched on the shoulder or anything like that. So, but we did have uh, some experiences and I'll, uh, I'll let her kind of talk about <laughs> What, you know, what happened then? Right. right. Uh, they did offer two kinds of tours there. Um, one is a walking history tour, and the second is called a twilight tour. And they are very specific to say that it is not marketed as a ghost tour. Of course, Jared and I were there. That's exactly what we were looking for. Um, you know, the, the main building, um, the one with the quarter-mile roof span, 
Um, it's really interesting with these structures because they started renovation from the roof down to stop um, the dilapidation of the property. So while I, I had actually gone to the main building, Building 50, um, without Jared, and uh, I was taking pictures, I love to take pictures, and I did not get one single abnormal thing whatsoever in the main building. Um, it wasn't until we started the Twilight Tour and we uh, started walking outside, stopped us under just a, a beautiful old tree, and we were listening to the history of the property, and we looked up and there was just this one perfect cardinal um, just this beautiful red right above us. And I kind of pointed it out to him and I said, hey, it's going to be a good night. What did you know the, the issue with Cardinals? What, what's the uh, issue? Or the, or the, I guess not the issue, but the, like some, some people say that um, if you see like a, a lone Cardinal or something, that a lot of times that's like the... Um, uh, Spirit a, of a loved one. Yeah, like a, a oh, Cardinal is, yes, is yes. like a loved one. Now, yes, yeah. my, my mom. Yes, my mom said that several times. When you see a cardinal, she would always. Well, she would reference her grandmother, her great grandmother. She was like, "Oh, that must be Granny checking in on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we uh, so they they give a little more history, and then we went to um, one of the what they call a cottage, and uh, it, it's not by any means a cottage. It is it is huge, and again, it's that typical McBride structure. Um, there is a center of the building, and again, those, those wings coming out from the center. So there was no electricity uh, going to this particular cottage. Um, it's a twilight tour. The only thing that, that is available is the ambient light already coming in. Um, it was a really gray day. It was around Easter, and it was supposed to be such a nice trip, and then it ended up dropping like a foot of snow in Traverse City. So we were walking through snow banks and everything else. So it was already really great. So not yeah. a lot of like, but enough. Um, so we were in a common area and I think, how big do you think the group was? There's it was probably, under 15. Yeah, there was probably about a dozen people. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of non-believers because somebody actually spoke up and said, uh, hey, you know, has anybody ever seen any ghosts in here? And um, the guide actually got a little bit defensive saying, no, we don't, we don't, this is not a ghost tour and, and we don't encourage those kind of things. And we thought, well, you know, we're going to look anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, were, <laughs> we were able to break off from the group. Um, basically, I think we had to sign a waiver, didn't we? Saying anything happened. But there was like plywood, like part of the subfloor was ripped off. There was plywood put down. Um, no lights inside other than the lights coming through the window which was also part of that, you know, beautiful philosophy and structure. Um, they believe that fresh air and natural light was part of their healing therapy. So every single room had a large uh, Victorian style, like leaded glass window in every room. Yeah. And to and kind of paint a picture of, of this building, I mean, like I said, it had been, you know, basically abandoned for years. So it is the typical, like whenever you watch ghost shows and they're in like these old buildings where, uh, paint and plaster are peeling off the wall and, um, you know, some of the uh, wood boards and stuff have, have rotted away. The windows were broke out. There's there's vines growing up uh, outside and inside. And so, it's I mean, it's even just standing there without even thinking about ghosts. It, it, it was a spooky, uh, spooky thing. So, yeah, yeah. And it, it instantly has that creep factor no matter what. No matter exactly. what. Yeah. So, and you know, at least we can do a count there that, uh, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard, especially when you're looking and you're hoping to get something. Yeah. 
to you know, kind of separate that excitement from something you may actually be feeling. Um, so we were in the main part of, uh, of the building, and they said, okay, you know, we warned you, please just be careful, you know, wash the sub floors, there's plywood down, this, that, the other. And um, I immediately wanted to break off because I had my uh, Canon Rebel with me. I wasn't using my iPhone or anything like that. I wanted my actual camera. And we kind of let everybody disperse. And Jared was, we were kind of staying close to each other. And I decided I wanted to take a test shot. So, of course, I take it. And then I immediately look at my LED screen on the back of my camera. And I said, hey, babe, come here. I said, what do you make of this black thing, like in front of my lens? And Jared said, and I'm not kidding you, he goes, I don't want to deal with that right now. And he left me. <laughs> he was like, you're on your own, babe. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that right now. I know I write spooky stories, but I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is that, if, if, of course, in my mind, the immediate thing was, okay, well, that's, that's a ghost. And, uh, and it's standing right in front of my wife. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of freaking out right now, so let's, uh, yeah, let's, he just, let's go. He, yeah. he, he bombed out of there so fast. It was ridiculous. And I thought, you know, I trust my gut. Um, and I feel fine. So whether this is with me in the next couple of pictures or not, so I snapped a few more pictures, but I didn't look. I didn't want to get focused on it. You know, I didn't want to freak myself out. So I'm like, I'm just going to go through here. Now, that being said, um, I think it was building 30 that we were in is where they housed the very psychotic or the violently psychotic patients. For the last two and a half years out of my tenure nursing career, I have been a psychiatric nurse. So I understand the meaning of this. Um, so it kind of, I, I don't know if that's part of why I got some of the pictures I did, maybe because there was a kindred spirit there. They recognized me as a nurse. I, I don't know. But I can tell you I've been on other, like, ghost tours before, and I've never gotten any pictures like I did here. So I tried to take as many pictures as I could in succession, and I kind of went out on my own to explore some things. I didn't, I felt fine. I didn't realize that in the majority of these photos that I was taking, this, this black figure was going to be there in one way or another. It was different shapes. Sometimes it was solid. Sometimes it was transparent. You know, looking back on the photos, I just, I had no idea. I can tell you there were two particular spots that I was very uneasy with. Um, if you recall the pictures I sent you of that white mist mm -hmm. coming out of that room. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah. So I walked up to that. Um, and I may have been in and out of some of the patient rooms and, and taken some photos. I didn't have any issues whatsoever in them. This room, as I approached it, I was, I was uneasy. Um, I just learned to listen to my instincts over the years from doing this. So I actually stopped short of the door. I really wanted to stand inside. Um, and I leaned forward and I put my arm out and it was like a heavy door, a heavy steel door. And I just kind of extended my arm and opened it, but not all the way. And I immediately drew back because everything in me said, no, do not go in there. I immediately felt that. I was not wanted, that I was intruding, and it just, it felt menacing. Um, so actually the pictures that I sent you were taken backing away from the door. I felt so strongly about it that I actually said out loud, you can stay, I'll go. And I did not turn my back on that until I was back on the corridor. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm looking at it again. I'm looking at and and if it's okay, I'll I'll post these so when people are um listening oh, listening to the episode, they can see it. The the one with the door, you can you can see, especially the the left one that I'm looking at, the haze, and then the right, like you see in in the picture, you see a visible difference in the area yeah. from the door, the the open area. What I mean, you know, from the door to the door frame. And uh, even the doorstop yeah. is uh, here in the second one. And when you first look at it, it looks almost like I was out of focus in those photos. But yes. if you look at the door frame, perfectly focused. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like it was almost like a blur filter or something was cropped in that yeah. one spot. But when you look at them, I mean, it is a visible difference. And as you said, the doorstop and the opening, absolutely, I absolutely see that. Yeah, I didn't, and none of this I saw to my naked eye. That was just my instinct. I didn't like it. It felt very malicious to me. Um, so that definitely stood out to me. And the second place that I was not at ease with was in the elevator shaft. Um, and those are the pictures where you see the two very bright white blurs in the elevator shaft opening and then in the next picture you see them kind of moving almost like they're you know moving off yes um i didn't i didn't feel good there either you know that could have been a mixture of you know i was i was literally leaning into a, an elevator shaft that you know you could fall down into or um but i kind of felt like there was something there and it kind of felt like a prankster and i thought you know this is this is awesome because this would be about the time that you know something would actually say boo and I would fall into the elevator shaft and I'd die. And then they'd be like, well, how did your wife die? And Jared would be like, stupidity. I don't know. <laughs> Jared, I'd have been right with you, man. I'd have been like, hey, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to be I'm gonna be outside drinking a Diet Dew. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. Yeah. You know, there was, a, there was a funny moment, too, because when we were, like, we had kind of gone off ourselves. And then the group kind of went their way. And. And I actually uh, tapped her on the shoulder and I said, hey, I said, I don't hear anybody. Like, do you think they left us? Like, are we here alone? And I was like, actually freaked out they by that. They very much more panic than that. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, that. I said, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so, you know, the nurse and me kicked in and I'm like, babe, it's okay. We know the way out. You know, <laughs> you know it comes to work for locking and crawl out of broken window. It's just fine. So, yeah, so we had that, and um, it was just too funny because I just took so many pictures, and when we got through the end of that tour, um, you know, he, I said, I started going through the photos, and I was like, oh, my gosh, babe, you have to look at these photos. I cannot believe these showed up, and he said, I am not looking at those tonight. I am not looking at those, Shana. You can just put them away. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't want to have nightmares. So. I, I don't blame and, you. Yeah, I got I got to look yeah. at that stuff early in the morning, and that way I can filter it out by the end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and he said, "Nothing better be coming home with us, or I'm going to be so upset at you." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I can't, I can't control that, honey." <laughs> so, so tell me, what, what what feeling did you have? I mean, for example, we mentioned the creep factor. I mean, that, that that is almost a given. But like, did you have a feeling even before you were going into the building? that you were going to see something or, or just the vibe of the place you kind of felt an energy? Um, let me think back to that. Um, not really until any, everybody had cleared out 
from the group. Um, I think there was like one other woman like taking photos and she had that with her cell phone. Right. Um, so I really wanted to make sure that none of my pictures were being contaminated by light from any other sources. Sure. Uh, so once I was by myself in the quiet and walking throughout the structure, yes, then I really felt... I, I felt a presence, I felt, but I mean, like I said, I was fine. And that's why I was okay with moving on by myself is because I knew whatever that was was there, but I still felt okay. So I said, you know what, as long as I feel okay, I'm going to keep going. And when I don't feel okay, I stop. So, um, and then Jared joined me at some part. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember even where, I think it was the point where we couldn't find anybody anymore. So then we had to go, you know, search them out. Oh, you mean where I was freaked out? Yeah, yeah. or he was yeah, totally yeah. freaked out. I you know, got like 200 pictures, so I'm probably okay. Uh, and uh, exited the building. But yeah, it was still very, even as you exited the building, there's such an energy there. Um, you know, I've done ghost tours in Charleston and Savannah and New Orleans, and I've never felt anything quite as strongly as what I did there. So, like I said, I don't know, maybe that's a kindred spirit. Maybe it's because I am a psychiatric nurse and I, I understand what goes on in the minds of um, patients who are truly psychotic and truly, truly sick and how really when they're having delusions and hallucinations, there's no reprieve for them and it is just, it's terrifying for them. Yeah. So, so maybe so, I got such amazing photos, I don't know. Yeah, you you could have been a sympathetic soul coming in, you know, compared to the majority of other people coming in for a tour or sightseeing, you know, you actually, you have an experience in that area and being, uh, you know, a shoulder basically. And, and knowing that maybe, maybe that's why, like when the group left, uh, you experienced something that most, most people would. Right. And I was so open, you know, I was, yeah. I was hoping I wanted to experience it. So, you know, those definitely those differences were them. I was hoping. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the conclusion that we came to after looking at those pictures. And, um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely a believer in, in spirits and ghosts and stuff. And, and I said, you know, I, I truly think that that, that was, you know, probably a, a patient um, just basically wanted to be around you, wanted to say hi, wanted to, you know, have, a, have somebody to talk to or some, whatever the case. But um, I think it, I think that that's, that shadow spirit was a, a good good spirit um, and and there was definitely a connection there so I think that's that's where we've that's the point that we've come to um, about that those pictures and about that trip so what w- what was your initial thoughts Jared when when you finally did look at the pictures the next day the next morning what were you thinking when you saw those did were you, in the same thought process as your wife, like, Oh, th- this is definitely something or what energy were you feeling when viewing them? Well, you know, I think, I think a lot of people sit there and, and, you know, try to debunk things like, well, okay, maybe this was uh, a shadow from, you know, your finger or somebody standing next to you or all this stuff. But really we, we kind of went down the list and, and debunked all that stuff and said, you know, there was, there was no light coming from another place. There was nobody standing around us. Um, you know, her fingers were firmly on the camera, not in front of the lens. And the fact that each one of those shadows are different, um, you know, basically told me that 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 was actually somebody there trying to get uh, her attention. 
um, not in a bad way, um, in a good way. And so, uh, you know, it didn't take long for me to decide that, you know, that that's definitely somebody there. And, and, I, and then I got to the point where I wasn't, uh, you know, freaked out or, or scared. I was kind of intrigued and thought, man, that's really cool that, that, you know, my wife can walk into a place like that and just have that kind of connection. I thought that was great. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And, and, and what I love too is one in explaining the place, you all had a positive feeling about what had happened there and what was going on there in, in renewing it and, and revitalizing it. And you hear of other places. I, I, it, what comes to mind specifically close to us, uh, there's a, it's the central Virginia training center. And there are so many stories because that does not have a great past. And their methods were nowhere near as beautiful and positive as what you were saying. And there, and there is a definite negative energy, you know, when walking, especially through some of the older buildings. So what, what I love about your stories is that one, how beautiful you, you describe them. And two, like how you felt that there may have been a spirit trying to communicate with you because of your profession. And I love that, that it, mm-hmm. there was no negativity necessarily there. You know, yeah, yeah, sure, an abandoned building can be creepy, but honestly, past that, uh, it was just exploring and and hopefully a positive experience. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, whoever or whatever that was was just as curious as, as I was, you know. So, yeah. um, like you said, it is it is a very different structure um, as far as you would think of as like a, I think it's called a Great Northern, Great Northern Asylum, I think is what it was called back in the day. Um, you know, that facility operated for, I think, somewhere around 100 years. You know, it was closed uh, in the mid-1980s, and they were providing all their own food up into the 1960s. If you look back on the photos that they provide you for this tour, um, they, the patients, and I think at the max capacity, was 3,600 patients. Mm. So that kind of gives you, yeah. you know, yeah, how vast the place is. Um, they were just treated so well in comparison. So, you know, that probably had a lot to do with the overall energy, too. Um, as far as the energy from the main building um, that now has the um, condominiums and the Mercado in the basement and uh, my favorite gelato shop. It <laughs> 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 never hurts. It never hurts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a completely different, completely different feeling. Um, I, it was just easy peasy normal and the main building. And then as soon as I was off on my own and uh, in the cottage, it's completely different. So definitely the air was um, heavier. Uh, You know, my heart rate kicked up, um, breathing got a little more labored, you know, because you could just, you just feel it, you know? So I remember feeling it in the back of my neck and, and, you know, like my cervical spine area. And uh, I've experienced that before um, down in a Annabelle mansion down in Savannah where they got some pretty significant ghost activities. And I had that same feeling there. And it's just, it's, it's really amazing, I think. So, yeah, we enjoyed it. We want to go back. I want to see if my friend is still there. Uh, and, yeah. and and go to the gelato shop, right? <laughs> uh, I will go to the gelato shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love I love these stories. I love I love positive stories because oftentimes, you know, I mean, granted the the scary factor is always there, but it it is nice when your interpretation is is a positive one, and that is so encouraging. Um, not every you know paranormal experience or experience in general has to be a scary or negative one. 
So this is very, I, I, this is refreshing. Oh, good. Good, good yeah. Uh, we also went down to uh, where we started the tour out, actually, was in the steam tunnel. And did that connect? Did that run under Building 50? That's correct. Well, right? yeah, I mean, the, the steam tunnels ran all through the, the property. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's all bricked in and it's, it's kind of spooky and stuff like that. Um, and, there, you know, people have shared... Uh, different stories down there about things that they've seen. Uh, I think we've got a picture of a green orb. Uh, a couple there. of green orbs kind of traveling. Yep. Um, I saw those. Them. Those absolutely, yes. Expect that long brick tunnel, right? Yep. Very, very long. And I, I want to say uh, they explained, I think there was a, a rape in the steam tunnel. I believe one of the nurses um, at some point during the history of the hospital, I think. Um, a couple of violent things that happened down there because it, it is so, you know, closed off and, and no one would ever hear you in, you know, with all the noisy pipes and the machinery and whatnot. Sure. Um, yeah, but that green orb, yeah, it's, um, and, and it was much darker. You know, I had my camera set to auto, so it used flash when necessary. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see anything coming toward me, but just kind of turned my back and kind of felt like, is there something there? Am I just excited? Am I really feeling something? I'm going to take some photos anyway. Yeah. And then you can see in uh, the comparison, the last photo where that green orb kind of changed shape and it's like on the floor. Again, it's right in front of me. So, I, you know, I just must have been very approachable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were welcome. That's what it was. Yeah. You were a friendly, a friendly yeah. soul coming through. <laughs> well, well, that I was, is I awesome. was happy to do yeah, I have never had an experience like this before, especially with this much activity before. Yeah. So I was even shocked. I was even trying to debunk my own photos because there was so much activity there for me. Sure. So it's a great story. Oh, I can't wait for that. Well, what I'll do is for people listening to this episode, be sure to visit our website, hillcityparanormal.com. And in the description, I'm going to put a special link to you all's pictures so that you can actually see what we're referencing uh, from their stories. And so Jared, Shauna, thank you so much for sharing your stories. I know y'all travel a lot too, so I'm sure th these won't be the only ones you'll call me back and share some more, right? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, and don't forget Jared, wicked harvest books. They can find you at uh wicked right? That's correct. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank y'all so much for sharing your stories. And I look forward to hearing more of your adventures. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, All right, buddy. thank y'all. Be sure to check out our website at hillcityparanormal.com and call our haunted hotline at 701 Haunted or 701 428 6833 with your spooky tale. Thank you for listening to Hill City Paranormal.